by Ben SoundCloud. Introductory audio is provided by TED Talks. Enjoy the show. Um, I am a monster in electronics and telecommunication, but uh, last year, September to December 2015, I finished uh, graduate uh, study, certificate study in Dartmouth College in New Hampshire about uh, women and gender studies. And uh, in politics, I've been a member of parliament for three mandates, uh, second, the fourth and the fifth legislative mandate of Kosovo's, uh, after Kosovo's independence. And uh, now, uh, after some days, for a few days, uh, I will go to New York as a Council General of Republic of Kosovo in New York. My background as uh, engineer, I, uh, so I worked as engineer from uh, 1985 in a factory that produced uh, a garment and uh, during that time I worked in different parts of, uh, of the factory and then ended with a computer center where myself and my colleague formed the computer center in Printex in, uh, in a town called Prizran in Kosovo. After that, I went. I was married to Jakova, and uh, there I worked in Ereniku in a fruit juice uh, agricultural factory, where uh, established where I established uh, one of uh, most sophisticated computer centers in Kosovo at that time. Uh, after the war, I opened my own private company that worked with radio communication with Motorola, with Kodan, with other as uh, the post-war Kosovo media communications and uh, the equipment like that. My decision to enter to politics uh, was to give my uh, experience, to give my energy, to give my thoughts to make the positive changes in Kosovo's new democracy, especially after the war where everything uh, uh, got new energies, uh, new uh, a lot of uh, expectations and others. 
So in 2004, I uh, ran for office in uh, parliament, for office in parliament, and I was elected. During that time, I had a pretty important uh, jobs in parliament, 2004-2007. I was uh, a chair of the parliamentary group of my party. And at the same time, in party level, I was a vice president of the political party. So uh, gender was something that, uh, that was always uh, dear to me and a subject that I, that I worked for with full of my energy. Uh, after 2007, from 2008 to 2010, I was a head president of a political party. And uh, during my time, we introduced in our party the, every in every structure of a party to be 30% of uh, different gender. Of course, this time, different gender means women. But we, we are hoping that sometime different gender will not have uh, a meaning of women or men. And the important thing was that we introduced also that in every generating structures, presidents and vice presidents cannot be the same gender. This is what I still fight for and uh, the, the huge campaigns that myself and my friends made is to push this, that in decision making, uh, not all members to be the male members, but to have also the, the gender. 30% still in place or is it, uh, has it been, is it higher now? We have, we have to distinguish the party quotas mm -hmm. from institutional okay. quota. So, uh, we have immediately after the war, we introduced quota of 30% mm -hmm. as a state in parliamentary presentation and in municipality representation. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting uh, that uh, from 2002 or 2001 up to now, uh, this quota of 30% had different meanings through the time. Up to 2004, we had a closed list mm -hmm. where people voted, voters voted for one list, for one party. And every third in that party was a woman. In 2007, 2010, and 2014, we started with an open list system where people checked for 10 or for 5 people. It was different in 2010. In 2007, it was to choose 10 people from a list of 110. In 2000. Then in 2014, it was to choose only five persons from that 110 list. So it was very interesting to see that representation of women increased with the open list. So from 34 uh, members of parliament that were with a closed list in 2004, we entered to 36 women in parliament in 2007. In 2010 were 40 women with the open list and in 2014 there was 39 because of a very slight change that happened 
that uh, removed one one uh, woman from uh, from the list. So uh, if we are talking about uh, about quota, quota was seen as something very necessary. All over the world, the representation of women is not in a very good uh, position, except in except in uh, Scandinavia and now Rwanda. All other countries are striving through uh, positive measures to increase the representation of women in their institution. In our parliament, we have 30%, more than 30%, is uh, uh, 34% of uh, women in parliament. In all municipalities, uh, there are at least 30% of women. But when we come to decision-making position, then the situation changed drastically. From 20 uh, ministers, we have only two women members. In last uh, mandate, we had uh, uh, 20, we had three uh, women ministers, and we had two of them were vice uh, deputy prime ministers. Unfortunately, in this uh, mandate, there is no women deputy prime ministers. We had in a previous mandate also the president of the state, who was a woman, President Tadikete Ayaka, that was replaced a couple of months ago with a man. We never had prime minister or had a chair of parliament woman. Fortunately, the members uh, of presidency, of uh, vice presidents of parliament, increased in this matter. And we have three uh, vice presidents uh, that are women. And uh, uh, the situation is like this. Unfortunately, in political parties, situation is not like in institutions. Because political parties, we do not have still the law of political parties that could uh, oblige political parties to do that. Is the quota then so every party voluntary? That quota is voluntary. Quota that uh, political parties obey or not obey. Um, in previous mandate, uh, I was a chair of a Women Cross Party Caucus. It's from 2005, so it's 11 years that exist. And uh, it was uh, established also when uh, Madeleine Albright was uh, present here, and she uh, she's uh, like a godmother of uh, Women Cross Party Caucus. Were you a part of the Women Caucus? I was a chair. Okay. And is it, are all the women in that, were they all in Parliament? It's parliamentary. Okay. Caucus. So every member, 40 women parliamentarians were a member of Women okay. Party Caucus. The beauty was that all uh, uh, parties, all uh, uh, minorities, all ethnicities were all present in that caucus. So I think that's why it was so powerful, focused and made such a powerful, uh, uh, positive changes in Kosovo society. And
And what were some of the biggest changes that the women's caucus made or recommended? Uh, one recommendation was to have a women quota in boards of uh, companies. Mm -hmm. uh, another was to introduce uh, the lower percentage of uh, loans for women entrepreneurs than for men to have a guarantee fund that will allow women who have collaterals to have loans for a, a slight smaller uh, loan than the men. And with this uh, action, in fact, we made some different changes. One change was to push women to put their joint uh, properties in a both name, not only in men's name, because unfortunately still around 90% of property is in men's name and only 10% in women's name. So uh, in all ministries, in especially in trade and industry, Ministry of Agriculture mm -hmm. and other, we pushed to have a quota that will have that will give grants mm -hmm. for women in agriculture, for women in business, not only to start up their businesses but also to expand them. And I'm very proud. We introduced also uh, as a women cross party focus. We had many of projects, but three of these projects are very dear to me. Mm -hmm. One project is mobile mammography project that we together uh, managed together a quarter million, more than quarter million, 265,000 euros to buy that mobile mammography that will go around. But it was not only a health project, it was also a political project. Uh, women there are not only because of quota, but women in parliament and in municipality are those who are making positive changes that immediately benefit from that work of the parliamentarians. Do you think that because of the quota, people in the society in Kosovo see women as just being there because of the quota? At the beginning, that was precisely the, the issue. And uh, whenever I was giving an interview, the first thing that uh, uh, especially men, a uh, journalist was asking that uh, whether the quota is decreasing the quality of parliament. And then every time I asked, did you ask for a quality of 70% of the men who are present in parliament? And uh, during my stay in Dartmouth for three months, I made a research about the quota. And uh, I looked at... Uh, participation of women in, uh, in uh, parliamentary sessions, in committee sessions, uh, the number of uh, questions uh, that uh, women are made during the, the mandates uh, in comparison to the number of questions with a man, uh, then uh, uh, with uh, different indicators, we could see that uh, the most active persons in parliament were women. And a part of the research also analyzed whether the women, their uh, votes are better than in or more active than women who entered with a quota. But that was not true. Uh, the quota, in fact, is a measure 
try to compensate injustice made against women for thousands of years. And when they got that chance and entered to parliament, to municipality, then they grow with the full of their uh, capacity. That's why quota is needed. Until we change the mentality of society, who rather vote for a mediocre man than for a brilliant woman, then we need to use these positive uh, measures to make possibility for women also to be a part. After all, it's uh, I, I like to say that quota is not a, a people's invention. Quota is God's invention. It's nature's invention. Why then in every year there's half girls and half boys who are born and not three girls and seven boys or one girl and nine boys. It's always a harmony. It's natural harmony. And that harmony is broken only in decision-making instructions made by men, made by people. That's why through quota we try to compensate the damage that people's mind made to the harmony of the nature. Do you see the quota as something that then something that will need to remain for a longer time? Uh, look, if quota stays until the society changes, then whether we have quota or not have quota, it will not be any more important. That's why I think that quota must remain there and uh, make sure as a safeguard to, uh, to block any kind of decrease and not to fight against, again, the same fight that we did. So I think it's, uh, it is needed. Said that the quota was more effective when it was open list. Why do you think that is? The statistics, if we analyze the numbers, then in closed list, unfortunately, none of parties put more women than they can, that they could. But in uh, open list, people choose more women than parties thought that they should be. So numbers 34 with 36 or 40 shows that open list gave more uh, fertile ground for women. And then how has your position changed um, in time of parliament? How was it for you I guess, in order to advance? Because you mentioned there aren't that many women in decision-making positions. So what is it like to try to advance to those positions? I think that uh, one of most important things is to try to push quota and women empowerment inside political parties. Because uh, if we analyze uh, parliament, government, municipalities, after all, they are product of political parties. If we choose to make changes only in uh, product and not in the source, then we are doing a half of a job. So if we want to make uh, real uh, changes, then we need to work inside the political parties. We as a women parliamentarians were pushing, and I hope this mandate it will go, to have a, a law on political parties that will oblige parties to have in every structure, in every branch, in every sub-branch, to have a quota. Otherwise, uh, we have a very good law on gender equality, 
uh, we have a law on anti-discrimination. Our constitution is very modern and giving a lot of uh, opportunity for women. Uh, we voluntarily put CEDO in our uh, constitution that uh, uh, even if we are not a member of UN, we adopted voluntarily CEDO. Uh, US still didn't uh, ratify CEDO as, uh, as a country. Going back to your um, educational background, was your uh, master's degree and undergrad from the University of Katrina? Yes. Okay, and were there a lot of other women also getting master's degrees at that time? Uh, in fact, I, uh, I came to university from a very special school for talented pupils in mathematics. Unfortunately, in that school, in two generations, I was the only girl. But uh, when uh, I went to university, there were a little bit more. There were more uh, women. Um, the thing that makes me happy is that in, uh, in uh, faculty of electronics and of technics, today are more and more girls who are attending and being engineer and taking the master degrees in uh, that. No, I never thought about politics. I was thinking to be a great engineer, to be a scientist, to... Uh, the things that I loved was mathematics, physics, electronics, and I never thought about politics. It was interesting in 2004 when uh, my previous party was uh, established. Uh, my husband told me that I should join the politics. And it was the first time to see the politics as a possibility. And uh, it was very interesting when he said that you have the energy and you don't stop before obstacles. And you have a great ideas that you can make a change in political landscape, but you still don't know that, your ability. And that made me think, and I, I entered, and uh, immediately I become a, a public person, person who, wherever I go, people know me. A lot of people come, want to have a picture with me, send messages, ask help or other. And for that, I'm happy that I I chose that possibility and made some, some changes, some positive changes for my country. Another thing that I initiated during the time that I was a president of Women Cross Party Focus is Week of Women that we did. Uh, together with USAID and with NDR. We choose to gather 100 young women from all over Kosovo, not only from Pristina, and to give them for one week the supreme training, training from the experts from uh, US, from Canada, uh, to make them possibility to meet uh, MPs, ministers, presidents, ambassadors, 
and to turn them from uh, usual persons to fighters for gender equality equipped their very powerful tools to do that. And immediately after four years, we had many of uh, those women in parliament. Those who were attending Week of Women became the member of parliament equipped with uh, skills, uh, with uh, tools to become important part of this world politics. And is that, does that happen every year or was it just... Yes, unfortunately only this year we couldn't make it because uh, in the parliament there was uh, uh, a big dispute between position and opposition and unfortunately that also had the influence to that. But I strongly believe that next year that will continue. The third project that I, it's very fun of me, that uh, during my presidency of the Women Cross Party Focus has made, was that we established communication with women parliamentarians from Serbia. With Serbia, we have still uh, bounds from the previous war in 99. There are 20,000 women and men who were raped from the forces uh, of Milosevic from paramilitaries, there were 13,500 people killed, there are still 1,700 and more people who are missing. We still have uh, very big damages from Serbia who are blocking us in uh, uh, being a part of international organizations and a lot. And in that time, voluntarily, we try to establish communication and uh, go over all these problems is something that I'm proud that was made during my presidency. This is still continuing, mm-hmm. and this project has the name. It started as Budva project because we first met not in Serbia in Kosovo, but in Montenegro in Budva. Mm-hmm. But then we continued that, and it is called Follow Us. Mm-hmm. You can find in YouTube Follow Us. We made this project together with OSCE, Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. And uh, wherever I go, I take a USB and I spread all over to to tell that uh, what are women, Kosovo women capable to, to do for their country. So this is all a separate project, seems scattered, but this all show that we definitely need more women in institutions. And definitely we need quota to make that critical mass of women that are present in these institutions to make positive changes. Because if we remove quota, we will remain with eight, nine, ten women. And it's not a critical mass enough to turn these ideas to the processes and to the results. That's why quota is definitely needed. Mm-hmm. And what do you think are some of the biggest obstacles in society in Kosovo? I think that uh, uh, the obstacles that Kosovo women are facing are very similar to the obstacles all over the world women are facing. I remember the, the say of Madeleine Albright who said that uh, many times I thought something but uh, or I said something but the man didn't uh, 
take care of my work. But if the same thing was said by a man, they all agreed to him. So the, the threshold that women had to pass is much, much higher than a man had to pass. Unfortunately, still, not only men, but also there are a lot of women who rather give a vote to a man because believe that they can much easily change her life or his life positively if they are men than if they are women. Another thing is lack of representation in decision-making positions. And we still cannot do that, uh, waiting for natural flow to, to arrange this. But we need to use these positive measures to create equal opportunity for both genders. And that is one of them is quota. Uh, so not being present in decision-making positions means also being out of financial resources. When you are uh, competing in an election, that usually men who are in decision-making positions, president, vice president, and others, have more uh, possibility to use party resources for them as cars, as billboards, as others, then women can do that. So these are some of the things. But definitely, I think that the source of political empowerment of women is to work inside the political parties. Because from inside the political parties, then all products that come with that, as government, as parliament, as mayors, as municipalities, ambassadors who will be uh, proposed, ministers who will be proposed, they all come from political parties. And if we do not fix things inside political parties, all others are only putting the cream on top of a cake that's not good. So we need to make a good cake and a good coating, not only coating. And the other women who are currently in Parliament, what um, backgrounds do they have? Different backgrounds. Uh, there are journalists, uh, there are, uh, I don't know, doctors, uh, economists, uh, lawyers, and others. And uh, I believe that the, uh, they own more degrees, masters, and PhDs than men. But you have to check this with the and then, are you, are you currently a member of the LDK party? No, I had to resign because I'm going to diplomacy. Okay. But in previous mandate, I was a vice president of the party. Okay. In 2010, my previous party, Ora, joined LDK. And uh, in uh, next uh, party elections, I've been elected as a vice president of that party. But uh, now I had to resign because uh, of three days, on Thursday, I'm going to diplomacy in. And when you first entered politics, you were doing a lot with economics and energy. Yes. And was that, um, I guess, because of everything you were interested in, that's where you wanted to be? Yes. And then how did you end up where you are today from that? It's uh, interesting that my opinions also changed a lot 
because at that time all my success was dependent on me exclusively, on my ability, my grades in university, my my uh, uh, results in my uh, job, in my business, was a result of my job only. And uh, I got the false uh, idea that quota is not needed, that only your ability is important for your position in society. Unfortunately, when I entered to politics, I saw that your ability is only a small part of a puzzle. The biggest part of a puzzle depends on other people, not on your ability only. It depends on mentality of people, whether they believe on, on abilities of women to lead the country, to represent their interests, to change their position, etc. So I had a possibility to see a lot of not only men, but also women who rather vote for a man than for me. And it was interesting, some like anecdotes during that time, when uh, I participated in one of hundreds of debates in television, a woman stopped me in the street and she said, oh, you were too harsh. What were you doing to this poor man, etc.? You should stay home and not fight with the man, etc., etc. And she was a voter. And I'm very sure that she didn't vote for me. And uh, like everywhere in, uh, in all the uh, planet, there are a lot of people who still believe that man is more competent to work. I, I have an idea that it is because there are a number of women who do not see themselves as leaders and if they do not see themselves as competent leaders, they cannot see another woman as a competent leader. Then they rather vote for a man than for a woman. And another thing to change this situation, because up to now we spoke about changing situation in politics. But politics is only one part of a life that can influence hugely all other parts, but it's still one part. If we want to change society, in politics we have to work with political party, but in society we need to work in education, in education of girls and boys to see themselves equally as leaders. That's why this week of women that I initiated with my colleagues was a part of that changing of mentalities in the ground. Another thing with follow-ups with another that we initiated with OSC was creation of academy for youth to change the mentality of youth, girls. With youth we mean girls. So girls to send to Belgrade and third girls to bring to Pristina and to start to see that the real life is different than those that uh, uncompetent uh, journals are presenting. That life is totally different, much better than the scandal searching portals are representing our lives. So this was also as week of women. Academy for Women, uh, changing the curriculums of the schools and working in the schools with the youth. Gender equality was a part of starting the change that will happen 10, 20 years later.
where girls and boys are considered all equally important in decision making.